unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And coming up, we will talk the baseball playoffs. My good pal Joe Finger will be joining me to discuss that. He's standing by in the virtual green room and will join us in just a moment. Meanwhile, I'm starting off the podcast angry. (laughs) It's because of the Braves, and I'll get to that after uh, Joe joins us. But a couple of topics to touch upon first. October, the convergence of all sports. Baseball playoffs, pro and college football, hockey's underway, basketball's getting underway. Um, But, you know, at least the professionals are in preseason. College will be here before you know it. You could throw soccer and uh, NASCAR in there, but they really need to follow golf's lead and get out of the fall business and wrap up their season in the summer. But I digress. It's just such a wonderful time of the year when all the sports come together and uh, lots of things going on, especially if you got, uh, you know, if your your football team's doing good in both college and pro, your baseball team's in the playoffs. It uh, gets exciting, might lead to sleep, sleepless nights or two, <laughs> but <laughs> there you go. It's uh, That's what makes it all so much fun. Speaking of the NFL, Vontae's perfect of the Raiders has been suspended for the rest of the season for his latest helmet-to-helmet contact. And um, long overdue. This guy has just been a complete savage. Total disregard for the rules and player safety. And, you know, I know his Raiders teammates are sticking up for him, saying it's too long, but, you know... I don't think Derek Carr would be saying the same thing if a perfect had been laying, a, laying the wood to him when they were on different teams. So uh, that is definitely a good move by by the league to uh, get that situation taken care of. And again, uh, long, long overdue. As we enter Major League Baseball's postseason, I'm bringing my former colleague and good friend Joe Finger back to the program. He'll help me break down the uh, baseball playoffs. Joe, thanks for being on. Jeff, always a pleasure. Uh, And I know you've got a particular team you're probably interested in this season, don't you? Uh, Yes, sir. 731 on Thursday as we record this particular segment of the podcast. The Braves have just taken a 3-1 to lead to move into the top of the seventh inning. And in typical National League playoff baseball, all four runs have been accounted for by balls hitting the infield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about the Yankees and Twins at this point, are we? No, no, we are not. So <laughs> so with that full disclosure there, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the, the Braves and Cardinals. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals uh, kind of scuffled a little bit coming down the st- stretch. The Braves did as well. How important do you think it is to have, you know, momentum? I know a lot of the conversation is about, you know, you want to be grinding all the way to game 162, and there's also the proponents for being able to rest your guys. Where do you think where do you think the, the, the balance falls there? Uh, well, I don't have a magic formula, Jeff. I, I, I think you certainly want to be playing well uh, heading into the postseason. I remember back... Um, I'm going to make a Minnesota Twins reference here. When they won their first World Series championship back in 87, they ended up 
winning, I think, only something like 87, 88 ballgames that year. But they played really well down the stretch. That carried right over into the uh, postseason, and they ended up knocking off uh, Detroit, uh, heavily favored in the division round, and went on to win the World Series. So I think there's some historical antecedents that would suggest, yeah, you want to catch fire at the right time. But I think we've been watching this game long enough to know, Jeff, that sometimes a broken bat single is going to get you to where you need to go or some fluke play. Um, or maybe an umpire who calls the infield, infield fly rule when he shouldn't have. Um, <clears throat> I think that probably brings back some bad memories for Braves fans. Yes, and would you, but, be- um, and would you, you believe... You just never know, yeah, I, I would, think, Jeff. Yeah, would you believe it? They have actually, you know, Holbrook was the umpire who made that disastrous call. He's actually the crew chief on the Braves Cardinals in this series. Do you <laughs> believe that? that? <laughs> what is this? Well, the Lord works in mysterious ways, they say. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll see how it turns out. But, you know, I think your Braves have a good chance of uh, taking this series this year. Um, you know, I think they've, you know, they've lost uh, a few postseason rounds here lately. Um, but I, I like their chances uh, this year. I think it's going to be a tight series. Uh, the Cardinals, I think, do match up fairly well with them, but I think the Braves have a little more, uh, a little bit more pop in the lineup uh, than do the Cardinals, and I, I would hope that might make the difference in this series. Yeah, that probably is the key because I think you know St. Louis certainly has a tremendous uh, uh, pitching. They're both on uh, the starters and in the bullpen. The Braves have uh, you know pretty pretty good on the front line as well. Dallas Keuchel got the start pitch two really good innings, but then struggled for the next. Three, he finished before in two thirds innings, um, but his experience certainly is a reason why they got him on board. Um, so the pitching may cancel each other out, and it may come down to the offense. But it, it is interesting, though, when you come to the playoffs. You know, we've seen a lot of ton of offensive fireworks throughout the season, but um, now it's only good pitching that's left. So that's that becomes a big factor. Yeah, I, I think if you look at the top-ranked pitching teams in baseball, if you look at the top seven or eight teams, I think all of the playoff teams are somewhere in that top in that top group. And, and the teams that are far down the list in terms of, you know, team ERA, they are nowhere near uh, playoff-caliber teams at this point. So, yeah, I think we've got the, the best pitching in there and, for the most part, the best hitting teams. And so it should be interesting. Yeah, so uh, the Braves uh, now go to the bottom of the seventh, still leading. Uh, of course, this will be listened to far after the game, but uh, it's kind of fun to uh, interject uh, what's going on while we're having the conversation. Yeah, we're, we're definitely keeping an eye on that ball game. How could you not? Um, you know. And, and, and then turning to the other series in the National League, the Washington Nationals survived a wild card battle. Let me first yeah, let me ask they? you. Yeah, let me ask you this: Where are you on the wild card? Do you think it should be more than one game? Um, yeah, I, I kind of think it does need to be more than that, Jeff. I mean, you've got two, you know, I mean, National League, American League. I mean, we had uh, really good teams make that wild card round. And to be eliminated in one game, uh, if I'm on the losing end of that stick, I'm probably going to say, hey, you know, we need to maybe add um, couple of games to that uh, so I I wouldn't mind seeing that at all I just hate it to be you play 162 games and then in one one game you're, you're either in or out yeah I know the part of the concern is they don't want to delay the uh, division series from getting started having teams sit around too long um, so I mean if you do a three-game series would you be in favor of shortening the season a little bit to to fit that in Shorten the season. Uh, I had not thought about that. Um, 
I suppose, conceivably, but I, being the purest that I am, I, somebody would really have to sell me on that. Yeah, uh, I could go with the best of three for the uh, for the wild card round. I don't think that would uh, stretch things out that much, uh, especially con- considering that you play 162 games. Um, you know, what's three more? Come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> easy no. for me to say. Yeah, no, and, and and hey, the more playoffs, the better as far as far as that goes. So, as we mentioned, Washington they battled from behind to take down Milwaukee as they got to Josh Hader and uh, they did. Yeah, and Washington was a team at the end of May. Uh, was 12 games under 500 and yep, 19 and, and 31. You're right. Yeah, yeah. And Davey Martinez was probably, you know, dead man walking at that point. And now look where they are. <laughs> it's a pretty, yeah, pretty interesting you story. Know, you bring up a very good point. I was doing the numbers on that today. They were 12 under 500 and they ended up, um, what, 93 and 69. So their one loss record after that slow start had to be just about on par with the Dodgers or anybody else. So I, I, I tend to look at the, the Nats as a team that existed after that slow start. They were they just got better and better and finished strong. And I, I think got a little bit of the monkey off their bat in that win over Milwaukee because uh, Washington's had a history here in recent years of making a quick exit. And uh, to come back and win that game the way they did, I think it's a big boost to them. And I tell you what, I think the Dodgers are probably the best team in the National League, but I I don't think this is a gimme by any means. I I wouldn't be surprised to see the Nats put up a fight, and if they were to win this series, I wouldn't be totally shocked, maybe a little surprised, but I I think this could be a very tight series. There's some great starting pitching on both sides, and uh, when you've got that kind of pitching going, you're going to have a chance to win the ballgame, I think, no matter who you're playing. Yeah, so the, the that series getting underway Thursday night uh, after we record this segment of the podcast, and hopefully after the Braves uh, come away with a victory uh, for for my sake. Um, Hope so. Yeah. So yeah, the the so yeah, I think the Dodgers certainly would be favored, um, and they've got so much pop in that lineup. That is an incredibly deep. Deep they do, hitting they team. do, and it's a nice blend of talent. Uh, they, you know, they got some of the veterans still there, but they've got a, a tremendous farm system, and some of those talented young guys are starting to make their mark now as well. So that 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 is a tremendous lineup, and uh, so you know, Washington's going to have their work cut out for them. One thing that does, if I was a Washington Nationals fan, I'd be a little concerned about the bullpen. Uh, I. I believe they come in ranked 29th in the league in bullpen ERA, a 5.68, which is the worst ever for a playoff team. Now, that hasn't been the Achilles heel that you might think it would be considering the, you know, the tremendous frontline starting pitching that they have. But uh, in a tight ball game in the playoffs, I'm a little worried if, if the bullpen's uh, been performing like that over the course of a full season. But, you know, we shall see. You, you never know. Yeah, and you look at it in the wild card game, they brought in Steven Strasburg to be the bullpen yeah. in that game. Yeah, not surprisingly. And that, that worked out pretty well for him. Yeah, so let's turn to the American League, and uh, let's let's uh, sit, let you sit and savor on the Twins a little bit longer. <laughs> Save that for last, okay. But the, uh, the, the Houston Astros uh, have drawn the Tampa Bay Rays, who yeah. uh, won a, uh, a thrilling wild card uh, game over the Oakland Athletics. Yandy Diaz had been out for quite some time after getting hurt, hurt injured, injured yeah. earlier in the season. Bats lead off and hits two home runs. Two home runs, yeah. 
Yeah. And, you know, there you go. I mean, that's something you wouldn't have expected. And, and the Rays not known for hitting a lot of home runs, especially in this uh, home run um, incredible season that we've just witnessed. But, but you know, they have some pop in that in that lineup. But I, I do think that if the Rays are going to have a chance in this series, it's going to be their pitching that has to keep them in there. I don't think they're going to outslug the Astros over a, you know, a five-game series. Um, but but they have matched up fairly well with them. You know, they took the season series from Houston uh, four games to three, and a lot of those games featured some really good some really good pitching. I don't I don't think the Rays have the marquee names. Uh, certainly not the, your, your Verlanders and Grinkies and, and, and Cole, uh, which the Astros do. But the, the Rays' top three that they're going to use in this series have some pretty good numbers, and uh, so this this could be a, a pitching dominated series and if the Rays can take advantage uh, of whatever opportunities they have who knows they, they could give the Astros a little bit of a run for their money I wouldn't bet on it but I wouldn't totally rule it out either yeah and interesting you mentioned the the pitching and, and uh, as you mentioned the the uh, the Rays won the season series but uh, listen to these numbers Verlander Cole and Grinky versus the Rays were a combined two and one with a 1.69 ERA yeah yeah, I mean, they put up some incredible numbers. Uh, I would not want to have to face those three guys. I mean, power pitching and veteran uh, guys that know what they're doing. And Houston, Houston is the most complete team uh, in baseball this year. I mean, they were uh, right along with uh, Tampa Bay, right near the top in uh, pitching. Uh, they were third in runs scored in the American League. And to top it off, I think they led the league in fielding percentage as well. So they are... Uh, the closest thing to a complete team we have this year. So it's going to take a little bit of luck, I think, um, and some timely hitting for anyone to uh, to have a chance against these guys. Uh, Tampa Bay's next up, so we'll see what they can do. Yeah, so back to the Braves. Ronald Acuna had a long single, had a long, looping uh, drive to right field that went off the wall, and he was uh, he was a little slow watching that ball. He should have been on second base. Uh, does that sound familiar to someone that's not early in the year? Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, now I don't have the uh, the benefit of the being able to hear the commentary or the broadcast, so I uh, have to go back and he, and hear what what was said there. But uh, uh, but that's a uh, you know you know he had to get pulled from the Dodger game uh, the last time the Braves played the Dodgers. <laughs> Because of that, so oh, that's not going to get pulled this time, Jeff. Surely. Yeah, not not in postseason. No. Uh, no. Getting back to the Rays for a second, you know what? You know, are they not the modern day version of the movie Major League with all the 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 ownership debacle that's going on there? They yeah, have no but, attendance. Yeah, you know, whether you like them or not, I mean, you give them give them credit for putting a great team on the field. They were dead last, I think, in payroll among the 30 major league teams i mean dead last 30 out of 30 i think i think the new york yankees top three relief pitchers have a larger payroll amongst themselves than the entire tampa bay roster <laughs> uh but but here they are uh, you know and they're among the final four in the american league and they put a really good product on the field uh they kind of remind me of some of the older twins teams that didn't hit a lot of home runs, but they put the ball in play, found way to score runs, and played good defense, and found a way to win ball games. So uh, it'll it'll be an interesting matchup, I think, against the Astros. Yeah, no question about that. And then the Twins and the Yankees. So this is good. Uh, this is like uh, a uh, a a power company's dream uh, <laughs> with all the lumber, oh, the, the, all the lumber that's in the in, in this. Twins got the regular season home run record. 
breaking the Yankees mark. And uh, now those two square off. And uh, how do you see yeah. that playing out? Well, you can't talk about this series without making reference to the history these two teams have in the postseason. And I think anybody who follows baseball knows that the Twins have had zilch luck when it comes to uh, the Yankees in the postseason. They lost to the uh, to the uh, Bronx Bombers in 03, 04, 2009, 2010, 2017. Of course, only a real Twins fan like myself would yeah, know that. I'm shocked uh, you remember that. <laughs> yeah. They've lost 13 out of 15, 10 in a row, and a lot of those games weren't even that close. So it's it's uh, certainly a legacy that's going to be hard to overcome. But I think we also know that the, this Twins team this year is a much different team in terms of the uh, firepower that they bring. Uh, I'm still kind of in shock that, uh, that Minnesota now holds the single-season record for home runs with uh, 307. So uh, one would think if we're going to see uh, a lot of hitting in this series, uh, it did kind of play out that way during the regular season, Jeff. Uh, the Yankees took the season series 4-2. to two. Uh, the last uh, time these teams met was back in uh, July, I think, uh, not long before when we last spoke. Mm-hmm. And they had some great games at Target Field, including a couple of real slugfest. Uh, so we could be in for that uh, again this round. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, good pitching might be something you're not looking for, but could could play a factor in this series. But uh, but I do look for a lot of a lot of runs to be scored. I don't I don't think that there's. Uh, much doubt that the uh, starting starting pitching on both teams is not that great. Um, so I would I would expect there to be some um, some runs crossing the blade in this one for sure. Yeah, I think Leo, you know, like the X factors in this series would be you know whoever whoever's pitching staff is able to step up and two is not making any uh, any defensive errors that would uh, allow extra runs. Yeah, and I, and you know I, of course being a Twins fan, I you know I hope they do well, but the. the Starting pitching for the Twins has been pretty much a disaster in the second half, quite obviously. Um, they've um, really limped down the stretch. Um, their fourth starter in this series, if they need one, is some guy called Pray for Rain. Pray for <laughs> Rain. Um, <laughs> you think I'm kidding. Um, but uh, the bullpen has kind of carried them uh, down the stretch. The bullpen's probably a lot better than most people realize. Of course, the Yankees have a great bullpen as well. So I think the back end of the pitching, the bullpens in, in this series could play, could very well play a key role because I, I don't think either of the starting staffs have been that great. I know the Yankees have had some injuries. The Twins have had their issues as well. Uh, but the bullpens could be a very key factor in this series. Well, I think the, the one thing I would, would like to see happen is to uh, see uh, uh, Brett Gardner have another hissy fit and start banging his bat against the top of the dugout. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for that. Oh, oh my. Well, hopefully it's to your benefit with the Twins. So, uh, so the, I mean, well, I'm just hoping they can win one game. You know, if they can steal one in New York, uh, who knows? Uh, stranger things have happened. But I tell you what, Jeff, with the Twins, they have been a much better road team this year uh, than a home team. Their record on the road, I think, was uh, the best in the American League. Uh, target field, uh, decent record, but not what you would expect from a team that won 101 games. Hmm. Interesting. Don't know if that means anything. But one of those anomalies that uh, makes you wonder. Well, it certainly is fun that uh, October is finally here because October baseball is, you know, every pitch, it means something. 
anytime you get a runner on first base, a rally is basically in play at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, the it, tension, uh, the drama, uh, there's nothing quite like it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Joe, we will talk again. We'll plan on talking again before the start of the championship series. Sounds and, good. And, and do that as well. And um, I will get back to um, more of my tension-filled evening. <laughs> Braves still leading 3-1, to one, but... Uh, yeah, hang in there. Hang in there. I've take... only got two more innings to go here, Jeff. <laughs> All right. Joe Finger, thanks again for joining us. It's a pleasure, Joe. So I mentioned uh, starting off the podcast being angry. Oh, man. Braves end up falling by a score of 7-6. to six. And uh, it's uh, a, a story that continues to baffle me with Atlanta. First of all, I will tell you, Chip Carey had the best line about the Braves all season when he said, if you like ulcers, this is your team. 3-1 lead. Chris Martin comes in to pitch the eighth inning, but Strains is oblique, apparently, so he doesn't even get to throw a pitch. And in comes Luke Jackson. (laughs) And my immediate reaction was foretelling. The guy just cannot not give up runs. Paul Goldschmidt takes him deep, to cut the lead to one, he gives up a couple more base runners. You had to bring in Mark Melanson early. A bloop single by Matt Carpenter. Gets the, the runs in. And it goes to pieces for Melanson. In the ninth, after the game is tied in the eighth, gives up four runs. So Braves are down 7-3. to three. And then they give me hope. Then they give me hope. They rally for three runs. A Ronald Acuna home run. A Freddie Freeman home run mixed in there. And, ooh, hey, this is getting interesting. Only one out. Maybe, maybe they can come back and win this game. But it wasn't meant to be. And the Cardinals take game number one. But again, it just uh, the Braves are just so hard-headed about keep running Luke Jackson out there, and it just does not work out well. Indeed, I was hoping I'd <laughs> I was putting the podcast together, and as the Braves rally, I thought, well, I'm going to have to hold up on this and watch this rally come back and have them come back and win. It didn't. It, oh. But October baseball, it's thrilling and excruciating all at the same time. By the way, on um, ESPN's coverage of the of the their wild card game, I opted not to go with the regular broadcast because they did one of those stat cast analytics style po- uh, podcast <laughs> broadcasts for the wild card game that they covered, which was the Tampa Bay Oakland game. And I went with the the stat boy version. And I'll tell you why. Now, I don't mind the analytics, but it does get a little tiresome over and over and over again. So there is that. 
But I would rather hear that than hear A-Rod pontificate because everything's always about when he played. And I know a lot of guys talk about when they played, but A-Rod just comes off so, I don't know. Just, I just, guy just gives me the willies. Especially since he was a cheater. But yeah, I'd rather hear launch angles. You know, the, you know they, they come up, they, the amount of stats they keep is incredible. When you look at the volume and number of stats they keep as far as, you know, what guys throw, you know, what guys do with one-on-one counts. When the when it rains or when it snows or whatever, I mean it's uh, pretty pretty amazing how in depth those numbers can get. Before we wrap it up for this week's edition of the podcast, got a special one coming up for you next week. My very first best of the JAS podcast. I'm going to uh, cobble together some of the best uh, segments from my series covering the 30 years of the Orlando Magic because October 13th, 1989, the Orlando Magic played their very first game, albeit a preseason game, against the world champion Detroit Pistons to begin 30 seasons of Magic Basketball. So I hope you will uh, check that out. Make sure you subscribe if you're not already. JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. Click on subscribe and you can find the uh, podcast provider that you prefer to listen to your podcasts on. And takes you right there so you can subscribe directly. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients, so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer's Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog end the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at Kramersalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L. LVE.net.